Love Talk Radio. We're going to go down Blitz, episode 336 in the house. Oscar Lopez here. We're going to have a great show today. We're going to have Coach uh, Devin Jones of the Sin City Trojans uh, to recap this big class that happened in Sin City as the Austin Ravens of the IWFA faced off against the WFA uh, Sin City Trojans with a, a nice clash of different perspectives, an 8-on-18 going to an 11s, and they kind of shine in that sense. Uh, we'll talk about the game as soon as uh, Coach Devin Jones comes in here in the No Joke Football Huddle in about 15 minutes. Then we're going to be talking and breaking down everything that's happening in the women's game in Finland as it is, it is game week. Maple League Championship, Finland's best will clash uh, this Saturday, and it is going to be streamed uh, from AFI, American Football um, International. And we will have wall-to-wall coverage, including any feedback from AFI, and that will be the Helsinki Wolverines, led by Janika Kindlander, taking on the tough and confident Tam, uh, Tampere Saints. Uh, Tampere Saints uh, were victorious in the regular season over the Wolverines. They gave them their first loss of the season on August 15th in a 14-0 shutout. So this is a really big matchup for both teams. It is an important, more important matchup for Tampere because this is a moment that they will remember if they have beaten the champs in the regular season with a clue, a very close shutout, and then they get one more shot, but this time it is for all the marbles. It is for the Maple Leaf Championship. For the uh, Helsinki Wolverines, this is an opportunity to avenge that regular season loss and maintain the trophy in-house. So it is going to be a very interesting class and a big, big-time matchup coming up here uh, this weekend in uh, Helsinki, Saturday, September 5th. And like I said, we will have it available as AFI is going to supply the live stream there. As soon as we get the link from there and everything that's going to be set up there, uh, we will supply that link as well, and we will get feedback. And everybody should be watching this game. It's a huge, a huge event. It is uh, probably one of the biggest leagues in the world compared to the U.S. leagues in the WFA, WNFC. And so it is a high-level caliber uh, football and so we're going to have the champion Helsinki Wolverines defending their title against the uh, tough and confident Tampere Saints. And Tampere has shown it that they can, they can take care of business. So if they come in with a defensive mindset as they did earlier in the regular season, the, war, uh, the Wolverines had some injuries and some players did not play the full game. So this gives both teams an opportunity to match equal to equal. And so we will see what happens there. We will have, uh, like I said, coverage everything from American Football uh, International, and we have the live stream as well. So it was a big, big weekend for women's football. Also, this weekend in Sweden, it was the opening weekend of the Super Series, and that was the Karlstad uh, Crusaders taking care of business, and they win 39-2 to over Orbro Black Knights. Uh, it was the debut of the British squad, which is Gabby Nobbs and uh, Sydney Green of the Birmingham Lions, and as well as uh, from the Baffa women. So really, really an intense matchup there, and they came out firing on all cylinders. Offensively, they just 
completely took over the game. And Orbro's got a rebound this weekend as they uh, go into week two of the Super Series, and they're going to take on the talented Orlando Jets, uh, which have been really good the last couple seasons. So this is an opportunity for Orlando to really uh, stand out. Maybe they will be the you know runner-up contender to Carlsbad Crusaders uh, with Linda Johansson out there as well. So uh, it is going to be a series. A couple weeks there goes through October 5th. We're going to get back-to-back three teams in the Super Series, and they will clash all season long up to the, the championship final in the mid, uh, mid-October. So it's going to be an interesting matchup here. So Orbro looking to rebound here after a huge blow. Uh, you know, a safety is the only thing they could muster up in week one against the champions. And now they're going to get Orlando Jets in the house coming up Saturday. They host the Orbro Black Knights. It's a road-type uh, mentality for Orbro to kind of bounce back. Um, hopefully they will get that opportunity to do it. Um, and so we'll look forward to that matchup here, and we'll have coverage as well uh, via Sweden, uh, Football Net, and we'll get all our partners and networks uh, together as well. Uh, we have a big, big sale happening, and tomorrow started uh, yesterday. So if you haven't gone to the shop at facebook.com uh, forward slash Grand Beauties, go to the Shop Now tab at for the New Jack Football Shop there. Uh, you can get T-shirts. You buy a T-shirt, and you get percent off any mug. Our mugs are very popular, and so if you want to go now, it's the time to do it. It is uh, buy a T-shirt. All our T-shirts are under $25 for a basic uh, basic T-shirt, up to $30 for more for a premium T-shirt. So you get your chance to there. If you go there now, you can use the code Zazzle. Thanks for 15% off the T-shirt. Plus, you get 50% off any favorite mug that you have there. Um, and we're looking forward to that. If you go to our IG page at No Joke Football, go to the bio link there. If you go to the Facebook page at No Joke Football, you can also go to the Shop Now tab, or you can go to the Gridiron Beauties uh, on Facebook and use the Shop Now tab as well. So check it out there. Thanks to all our athletes for promoting it this uh, this weekend on their stories as well as on their social media sites. We're really excited. We have a couple new announcements for the branding uh, some talented athletes are going to be coming on board as well, on top of the 22 that we already own. So it's a really exciting time for the brand uh, to elevate our game to another level and to bring attention and awareness to women's tackle football. So if you haven't got your stuff, this is probably the best weekend to get it. So go to the shop now, 15% off. Use the code ZazzleThanks. You get 15% off the, uh, any shirt that you want there. On top of that, if you want a mug, it's 50% off the mug. So check it out. Go to the Zazzle.com for Sasquatch Iron Beauty Shop now. All right. Um, X-League announces as well um, the offseason rank for their 2021 season as it was uh, at this point announced this week. Um, so the rankings, Austin Sound, obviously the most mature team with uh, Michelle Angel and company, Nicole Peterson. Uh, and so they're going to be the team to beat at this point preseason uh, rankings early on. Obviously, we won't know what it'll look like in 2021, of course, but Austin Sound, right off the bat, Chicago Blitz is the next team, Tamika Robinson and company. Um, and so um, I don't know if they're going to be the number two. Kind of question that that one there. We'll talk to X-League insider Nate Ward as he comes back in, in about a week or two here, and we'll kind of dive into that as well. Uh, the L.A. Black Storm uh, is third. Then they take on uh, Atlanta Empire as fourth. The KC Force, 
I don't know where they would be at at this point, but they're kind of highly favored. I don't know if that's correct at this point. Um, then you'll have Denver Rush, uh, Seattle Thunder, and the Omaha Red Devils. So we'll go into detail with these teams and what their rosters are going to look like at this point. And we're trying to get some information right now in terms of who's going to be on what roster and who's going to be in, in each so that we can get a better assessment as whether these rankings even make sense. I mean, Austin at number one completely makes sense. So there's no question there. Uh, it is two through eight that could be shuffled and through three eight that can be adjusted. So we will kind of dive into the X League in terms of the rankings uh, as we get closer to 2021. The other news that came out was WFLA announces uh, their women's sports uh, network TV studio set, and that's the uh, studio that they're going to have there for their games in terms of assessment. Uh, they're trying to do collaboration with uh, some regional uh, sponsors as well in terms of television, trying to get a broadcaster to put the games on 2021. All uh, this news was announced at uh, – by the CEO at the CEO boss at uh, on IG as well as at the at WFLA football and so if you want to check it out it's at the hub you get to see the set there uh, women's sports uh, women's sports uh, network TV set the WFLA set and then the uh, WFLA prime ticket set so check it out at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Cordon beauties you get to see the lowdown in terms of what's happening there. The WFLA making a lot of moves in terms of internal that we're not aware of at this point. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more announcements to come. Uh, talking to Brandon Shelby off air, they're working on a lot of things in the background at this point. Broadcasting is one of them. Advertisers is another. Uh, they're dealing with some of the things that are obviously with COVID. they got to figure out you know, how that's going to play out whether COVID is going to be an issue for 2021. We're still too far away for those kind of questions to be answered um, per the commissioner. Um, so the commissioner is working really hard on that. Obviously the owner, uh, Lupe Rose, doing her part on trying to get the broadcasting, the media, the advertising to get to that, to drive the business in terms of the model, because this is going to be a pro league and it's going to take a lot more uh, logistics, of course, a lot more, uh, funding and, and all the things that ha- that you have to do, kind of like uh, what Dwayne Rock has done with the X, uh, XFL um, in terms of acquiring the X, XFL. Um, and so the WFLA, as a you know promoted pro league, has to have some sort of uh, standing with funding in order for them to play the players. There's a lot of things that go into play once you become a true pro league, and this is intangibles that have to be aired out and, and arranged in order for you to have the foundation for funding in, in terms of revenue stream. And so uh, per the commissioner at this point, all these things are in the works. They're working uh, behind the scenes in terms of trying to acquire some broadcasters, trying to figure out how the revenue is going to work, how things are going to be structured. Uh, once that is taken care of, hopefully between now and December is the time frame to get all this taken care of. And then with COVID maybe out of the way, it's going to make it a little easier for relationships to be building to get that next level. The other level is going to be obviously the football operations side of it, which is in January. And like he says, they're already recruiting a lot of players. They started recruiting prior in this, the beginning of the year. So they have a lot of players with interest in terms of rostering to the teams, the owners and the franchise, the franchises that are going to be established and in place um, at this point, which which they're going to run probably, I want to say like 12 to 15, maybe 
somewhere in that, and maybe even up to 20 franchises. As it, as it was originally announced, it was 32, but I doubt it's going to be 32 for the first year. So at, at this point, it's going to be more of a change in terms of scale down and build up to the 32. Um, conversation was that we're still you know working these other details out before we can commit to anything else at this point. The um, tryouts were somewhat canceled, so there's going to be issues where if COVID is lifted, there will be obviously more opportunity for tryouts to be taken care of. So WFLA is still in, the, uh, still in the working stages in terms of the financial side of things to get that foundation set. Then, obviously, they're going to jump into, I mean, I want to say December, maybe early January is when they got to start doing the serious football side of things, which is, you know, camps and training and, and things that are going to get that because of the short time frame. Once you hit January to May, it's really, it's almost like a 60-day window that you got to get all this stuff done to prepare for that May 5th. 2021 launch in Los Angeles. Uh, it's supposed to be the LA Fames taking on the uh, Dallas Diamonds. So we'll see how that come that comes about in terms of the set that's going to happen for the WFLA. Uh, everybody's interested. Everybody's excited about the WFLA. There's a lot of you know build up to this at this point in terms of uh, can they get it off the ground? Is it going to be feasible to do it? Uh, so a lot of questions there. As the commissioner Brandon Shelby has said on air as well. Um, there's still a lot of things to deal with. Uh, contracts are going to be dealt with, broadcasters, which is just a lot of things in the background. It's never been done this way in women's tackle football in the, what, 40-something years, or almost 50 years of women's tackle football. It is a brand-new way of doing things, which is basically the business side first and then put the field. Normally, it's the opposite. We put up a great brand of football on the field, but we just cannot sustain or even pay players because – the you know the advertising and the and the funding isn't available to do that. So here's the opposite of that. You know, and so uh, the the commissioner plus the CEO are working hand in hand to try to get to that next stage and make it a reality. So if you want to check out the WFLA, it's on IG I on WFLA football on IG. You can also go to uh, WFLA Women's Football uh, League Association on Facebook, uh, and you can check out their. Uh, all their stuff that's happening there within the league. So, or you can go to the hub right now and check out the new set at uh, facebook.com for slash career beauties. So let's go in. We're going to go into the huddle here. Uh, it's sponsored by Zazzle.com. Like I said, if you want to go to the shop now, get yourself a nice shirt uh, to get the slogan shirt, the no joke football slogan shirt or any other shirt that you want. Just use uh, Zazzle. Thanks. 15% off of any shirt up there. And then if you get Zazzle black for nine ninety nine. For the year, you get free shipping for the rest of the year. And then if you get a shirt with the discount, and then you get 50% off 50, uh, 50% off any mug. So check it out uh, at the Hub, uh, and you can go to the Chop Now tab or go directly to Zazzle.com for us. Gridiron Beauties. So let's see if we can uh, go into the huddle here. The worst. Expect greatness. Expect greatness. From our preparation, the way we form. To the way we stand, expect great. Expect it from yourself. Expect it from your teammates. Expect it from this team. We fall, we kill, we eat. Yes, sir. Hey, energy, emotion, play fast. Play for each other. That's it. Let's go get it. Here we go. Four, two, three, four, three, four, 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 five, six, seven, eight, seven, Jones, expect greatness. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. How about yourself, boss? Good, good. I hope you guys were hyped up that way, too, on Saturday. It looked like 
it was going to be a great matchup, and it turned out to be an awesome matchup, Coach. Uh, 14 to 8, I got some updates, and then on top of that, overtime. So that was a great matchup. It, it was, it was, man. It was, it was a dog fight. We all knew, we all knew going in. We didn't know what the advantages, the disadvantages were going to be. It was honestly two, two good football teams playing good football. How impressed were you with overall with the whole game, Coach? When you walked away, you're like, this is, this was like you just said, it was a dog fight. So very impressed with your, uh, with your roster as well, and then the opponent coming over to Vegas and. It just looked like it was very competitive. Hopefully, we'll get to see some, you know, some film. But I've got a, uh, I got a couple clips on the on Instagram from a couple players and uh, of the last play of the game. I guess the touchdown that you know obviously sealed the deal for the Austin Ravens. But uh, the atmosphere there, coach, tell us about the atmosphere on that day before before kickoff, and then you know obviously the end result is not what you wanted, but overall a competitive matchup. You know, I mean, honestly, of course the the loss of was was just somebody had to lose that day, you know, and to mm-hmm. be honest with you, yeah, it sucks it was us, but the football that was displayed out there was just, it was just good football. It was solid, big hits all the way around. I mean, to me, it looked like two championship defenses going at each other, you know. It, it was it was back and forth the whole game, you know, and they they played great football. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm never one to pick excuses or make anything up. I mean, they were definitely the better team that day. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a hard fought game, man. You know, I, I was, I was mentally exhausted after the game. You know, the, the, the coaches were going at it. It was definitely a chess match. Um, hats off to them. You know, I can tell you that we're definitely looking forward to, to round two, you know, and after talking with their coaches and stuff a little bit, there's a good possibility that this is something that might happen on possibly even an annual basis. You know, we just, everything about it was just a good situation. Coach uh, Devin, um, your, your, your team looked very, very good coming in. You said, Hey, we got, we got equal amount of talented players on here. And it obviously the, it shows right there on the game, right? It was just a competitive game and your team was ready to go as well. And so, it just, you know, we get to, hopefully we get to see some video of it. But overall, you guys were talking about, you and Lexi talking about last weekend about, you know, this is team, everybody on the same page. We're coming in. And in and, and, and football, you, you already know, right, just mistakes, right? Simple mistakes will cost you a, a situation where you lose the game. You know, mistakes are always the, the, one of those intangibles. Definitely. And I mean, both teams involved, I mean, we all had mistakes. I mean, we start, we came out the gate slow. We came out flat. Um, they came out and punched us quick, you know, and we, we, we shook everything off. We came back too. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was a solid game. I mean, both teams made mistakes. I mean, that happens in every football game. Um, it just are, we had one more mistake than they did. I mean, it's the best way to put it, you know, I mean, it, it came down to the last play. Mm-hmm. And, and coach, course, on that yeah. last on that last play defensively, uh, it looked like everything was going to be you know you go to overtime basically. Let's, let's talk about overtime. Let's, you finish the game in, re- in regulation, and what, what was your thought process here? That you're you're tied up, right? You're literally this is it. We're it's neck and neck, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it was. It was the same vibe throughout the whole game. I mean, I can't speak for what happened on their side. I mean, but I know their coaches had me on my toes 
four quarters and some change that whole day, you know. So it it, it was somebody was going to lose, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was just somebody was going to lose one way or another, and we we played solid the whole game, you know, and, and we all know that Leilani's a dog at what she does. It's no secret, and she happened to get loose on the play. It just so happened to be the play mm-hmm. in overtime that cost us the game. I mean, she's so elusive and in and, and stature. She's not a big player, right? So in a lot of ways, that's a benefit for her too, right? Because she's not such the speed. She's got a lot of speed, and, and so you get to see it on display in real time. Uh, it's kind of impressive when you see her. You know, you see her on film, and you're like, yes, great, but you get to see her live, so that's kind of like, I'll, you know, a lot, a lot different. I'll be 100% honest with you. Uh, my personal opinion, my personal take on her we all know she's fast. We all know she's speedy. The part that caught me off guard, honestly, was the physical aspect that she brought. You know, I mean, there was a couple of times. I mean, we got good pieces of her. You know what I mean? And for her being such a little frame and, you know, she's she's tough. She's definitely tough. And I think a lot of her credit that a lot of people give to her is based off of her speed and her elusiveness, but she has other elements to herself, you know, and me seeing her in person for the first time with my own two eyes, I was definitely impressed with more than what was just on paper. Hey, you talked about I mean, it, right? Uh, last week you talked about, Hey, they got playmakers. We got playmakers. Um, so this is, a, this is, this was a great competitive game at to your point. And that's, it's nice to, that you get two equal teams battling it out it makes the makes football games so competitive and so you know how how did it at the end coach you're walking away you just said it right you're exhausted because you're going back and forth and uh so is this one of the better games that you've coached in, in a long time or similar to maybe a wfa a wfa playoff game or something i mean i could say out of out of the seven going on eight years that i've done this this is the first game that i've ever had that's gone to overtime uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely a, new, a, a unique feeling. Um, but again, I mean, it's just football, you know. I mean, it, it was. This is what we were planning for, you know. This is kind of we knew going in, and I'm sure everybody else who was tuning in and interested in what was going on didn't know which way it was going to go, you know. And and to be honest, even when we talked the first time, we talked about. Uh, disadvantages as far as them coming from eights to playing elevens and and things mm-hmm. like that. But I I don't necessarily feel that that was necessarily a disadvantage. I, I would say that, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it was still football, you know, and they came out mm-hmm. and they played football. You know, it, it to me, it wasn't, it wasn't an eight-man team playing an 11-man team. It was two evenly matched 11-man teams playing football. Coach Devin, how how you've been around the game for so long? Uh, we have so much growth now, and women participating in the sport is just like they want to be here, right? They want to be at this level as well. And um, you know, you've seen you've seen the change. I mean, ten I've been covering for ten years. Um, it, does it awe you now that we have so many talented women that are playing this game now at a high level now, and and a drive? Uh, they're getting in the gym. They're doing you know, the, the, the weights, they're, they're doing the agility, the mobility. I mean, just no different than, than men were, you know, were trained to do. And now, you know, you're a, you're a coach of a women's football team. For, you've been a coach for a long, long time. 
I'm pretty sure you've seen the changes from like, you know, the beginning of 2009 to now in 2020, right? Oh, definitely. And, and, and to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily in wow when I see the level of the, the players in women's football now, because there's always been women athletes, whether they play basketball, whether they play softball, mm-hmm. you know, there's always really athletic women around. The difference I think now between before is I think social media, I think the exposure that's out there is, is the driving force. I mean, I, I feel that it's, it's letting so many more women know that this is an option, you know? I mean, literally, I, I, I have five or six girls today that have hit up the, the fan page and reach out about playing, and most of their stories are they had no idea that this was a thing except for somebody tagging them on social media or somebody showing them us on social media. So as far as being in awe about it, I've always known that there's solid women athletes. I, I, you know what I mean? Me being an athlete myself, I mean, the athletes tend to hang out with athletes. So I've always been around athletic women, and I've never been one that's, oh, a man can do it better than a woman can, blase, blase. It's just now – there's so many more options for the women to play. You know, I mean, growing up, I mean, the biggest difference, my opinion, in women's football and men's football is most of the men who play, we start when we're six, seven years old. You know, most of your women that are playing now started at at least the age of 18. There's so many women that are starting in their early 30s coming out as a first-year player. So I, I think that that's the drive that's that's, moving the bringing more athletes to the sport you know i think the attention that's going on is that's where it's coming from i'm not so much in awe because i mean when you're a coach for this long i mean i go to walmart and i'm looking at people that are like oh man have you ever thought about playing women's football you know you you tend to know an athlete when you see an athlete whether it's a woman or a man you tend to see somebody who's athletic and when you're in this field you might pay more attention than the 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 other people that aren't involved in women's sports. So, I mean, they've always been around. And, I mean, luckily for us, we've been blessed with we tend to get good talent, especially off of the couch coming out. But to say I'm in awe about it, I would say no. I kind of knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time for the exposure to get out that I feel was the biggest the biggest move mm-hmm. forward for us. So the visibility and the attention is here now. So that's the key, too. Um Coach Devin, you have been uh, instrumental in the last two years to putting this this roster together in a competitive stage to get into the into the playoffs. What what has been the difference for the fans right now? They're diving in. They're going, Sin City Trojans. Sin City Trojans. I never heard of them, right? And now right. everybody's hearing about them. So what's been the difference? Is it recruiting, or was it just the fact that you just you know implemented different game plan? I mean, what's been your success secret so far? I think, again, it's just it comes with time. You know what I mean? I mean, the little things, like, from starting from day one as an owner and where we are now as a Trojans organization is two totally different places. You know what I mean? I've had so much help along the way. I mean, when I first started, I didn't know anything about women's football at all. So when I got started, I had a lot of help. You know, the Lisa Kings, the Wins, they, you know, they, they've always reached out and, and tried to help me with the process and now that i kind of i can i'm kind of got some years in this it, it's 
you start to see what attracts people. And a lot of times the biggest thing that you can do is just get in people's faces, you know? So I think we, we really, we've really focused the last couple of years on like our social media presence, um, realize the importance of, of photo shoots, realize the importance of, um, having highlight films and, and, and getting pictures edited of people and, and things like that, that we can share. And it goes to more platforms than just the women's football side of things. You know, we, we, right, right. we've had a few plays that have gotten out and, and made it to men's platforms and stuff like that. So that was kind of our main focus over the last couple of years is, you know, we live in Vegas and it's such a double-edged sword. A lot of people, a lot of people from the outside looking in don't realize the struggles that come with being in a place like Vegas. Um, you have to compete with everything. You know, it's, it's a very, very competitive town. And to keep anybody's attention in Vegas for a long period of time is next to impossible. You know, there's just, there's so much stuff going on. So now with us getting crazy on the social media aspect and, and really hitting that hard and doing the stuff that we're doing, it's bringing more people in. It's getting us more attention. It's, it's getting, I mean, two years ago, I'm sure this Texas team knew nothing at all about the Trojans and, and no shade to them, but I had no idea who they were. And so they mm-hmm. reached out to me, you know, I mean, as big as the women's sport is getting, there's still a lot of people who my opinion should kind of get around the same table and talk. I mean, everybody talks about furthering the women's sport, but there's so many people that don't know each other that could be a monumental move in women's football. You know, I mean, the the Ravens, I mean, they're a class act. The gentleman I was speaking with, I'm horrible with names. I don't remember his name offhand. But, I mean, just our conversations that we've had leading up to the game and just, you know, we're picking each other's brains, trying to see what our outlooks are. And people like him are also people that should be more out in front of people. And they, you know what I mean? Like they have the same drive, the same passion, the same vision as a lot of people that I've talked to along the way coming up. And it's just crazy to me that, I mean, eight years in, I'm finally in contact with somebody like this. And I know he's not the only one. I'm sure I'm not the only one for them. I'm sure there's countless ones across the nation, but that, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal because it's a collaboration. And like you said, that makes it stronger in terms of visibility. Um, you guys have done a wonderful job on, on your social media pages. I mean, you, the marketing side of things has improved tremendously. I mean, you've got to be able to find a niche on all these platforms just to get penetration and reach. Um, it's hard to mm-hmm. do if you don't, if you're not focused with it or, you know, a lot of times, uh, I think we talked about a while back when I, when I met you was, you know, there, there's opportunity where you, if you're not the social media geek that you're supposed to, there's somebody on that roster that is right to get exactly. you to another level and to do it. Exactly. So you got to find the same people within your organization that can do something really great, just like they do in their everyday life. But at this, at this time it's, you know, it's, it's for the team and to bring that marketing insight, um, especially, you know, to your point, Vegas is a, uh, what you call it a, a big time entertainment center, right? So there's no, you, you got to stand out or you're just, like you said, the attention spans can be very short. So um, last, last year you got great success before this COVID 
um, this this tune-up here, you know, we're all bummed out. Oh, my God, no, no football in, in 2020. You made it happen for your girls. We talked about it a while back. And so now it's like this is an opportunity, you know, for them, for somebody to kind of like watch you guys completely front and center. Um, what a great job you've done so far because this is this literally was the only game literally on the planet besides uh, a Sweden game that was played in Sweden. So it was between you and one match in Sweden. So uh, the fans really got an opportunity to uh, find out what the Sin City Trojans were all about this weekend. Well, thank you for that. I mean, it's it's not really – a lot of people, like I, I talked to a few people, and they've all said a lot of the same thing, you know, oh, it's great what you're doing. What, like, honestly, boss, like, I, this is the girls. Like, what you see in front of you is what the girls are – what the girls want, you know what I mean? Like when we talked before and the and the mm-hmm. Rona stuff hit, you know, it was up to my girls what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? And it was a unanimous vote that if we could ride that wave and make it through and give it time to kind of let everything develop, you know, if there was a possibility, we would want to play football on the back end. And we all knew and understood as a league, that's not an option. You know, you, you, can't, you can't do that as a league. You have too much travel. You have too many teams involved. Right. There's too much. You know, the leagues have to, have to control that, you know. And for us, it's a lot easier to control what we do because literally all it takes is a handshake or a phone call between me and another team owner, and we find some grass and play a football game. You right. know, so that part that part wasn't hard. I mean, my personal opinion, like I tell my coaching staff, um, my opinion, the the COVID stuff really hurt from a lot of like from a bunch of different standpoints, you know, and most of which affected people on personal levels. You know, we had a lot more stuff to worry about than football in a lot of instances, you know. Mm-hmm. But and when it's all said and done and, and all the dust clears from the corona stuff, I mean, we technically got a head start for our regular WFA season. You know, we were able to get a lot of these rookies. What a lot of people don't understand with the Trojans, we don't talk much. We don't we, – we're, we're kind of sheltered. Yeah, you'll see posts from us, but we don't really outsource. We don't really go – we don't really leave the porch too often, you know, and – a, a lot of people don't realize that the Trojans literally were probably 65 to 75% rookies every year. Right. Every year. You know, people. Now, when people I talked to you, when I talked to you in Vegas, that really shocked me. Remember I, when I went to visit you yeah. guys, you were, yeah. you're, you're literally giving me that, that stat of reality. And that's really hard to do. Like you said, you know, earlier about the, you know, to bring, these girls that are 18 to 25 or even 30 to a competitive level of football and to bring their IQ level to be a competitive level of football. So that's a credit to you and your coaching staff. We appreciate that. I mean, it, it's, we, like I said, we do everything in-house, man. We're, we're firm believers in it, it takes, it takes the village to raise a baby. You know what I mean? And all of mm-hmm. our captains, our vets, or even our second, second and third year players are out there being the leaders and helping the new girls. So, like, we do everything collective as a team. You know what I mean? If we were to sit down and really try to try to one-on-one players and stuff when they fresh come out, we wouldn't have time to even establish a game plan, even establish a playbook, you know? So, I mean, we have 
I'm blessed with such a group. I mean, my core, it, it makes it easy to do the things that we do. You know what I mean? I mean, my personal opinion, I'm a coach. Yes, I don't feel I'm the best coach by any means, any way, shape, or form, but I do have so much talent around me that a lot of these wins that we, that we scoop up as the Trojans, coach gets credit, but that's on these girls, man. You know what I mean? I have a, a solid group of girls. Like, you know, I, I don't have to – I, I don't have to really go over and spend a week or two on, on form tackling. I, I don't have to, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. girls are, are really policing themselves and coaching themselves up. And, but we do it collectively as a team. And, and somehow, some way, every year we put it together to where we're at least competing for a playoff spot, you know. And our turnover rate is ridiculous, boss. I mean, when you, you, you know, most people come to Vegas – to come out and party. I don't know of anybody that ever planned a Vegas trip Tuesday to Thursday. Everybody tends to come to Vegas Friday to Monday. Well, when you play games on Saturday, half of the people that would love to play and be an asset to the team have to work, whether they're bartenders, whether they work in the casino and their security, whether they're ballet, whether they work at a restaurant. Vegas never sleeps, you know, and – there's always something that's in the way of it. I mean, to compete with schedules, I mean, most places that play football, especially in the U.S., most cities, you know, pretty much close down after 7, 8 o'clock. You know, if you put a practice at 8 o'clock p.m., there's a good possibility that you're going to get a healthy chunk of your players there because there's really nothing else going on. Whereas Vegas, a lot of my girls are heading to work at, eight o'clock or nine o'clock, you know, they're going to put their eight hours or their 10 hours in, you know, and then on top of that, I mean, Vegas, again, is a different type of lifestyle in Vegas. You know, you'll get people that'll move to Vegas, be here one year, and then Vegas chews them up and spits them out and they're on their way out of town, you know? So it's tough. It's tough to put stuff together. How have you survived Vegas is the question, coach, (laughs) given that statement. (laughs) <laughs> all I do, all I do, boss. All I do is I just set up the places for us to play. I sign the paperwork sure, sure. for the league, and then I show up and watch these girls be successful. Coach Jones, um, give us a little background uh, of yours. I mean, you've played you've played ball yourself uh, before you came into this, you know, women's tackle world. Um, you obviously you know, like you said, from day one, probably, you know, high school, elementary and all that. So what, you know, what, what level were you at when, you know, you branched out and went into this coaching realm? Um, Honestly, like I've coached since I was a kid, when I was in school, our head coach Mm -hmm. put on like, kind of like, like mentoring programs, like for like the youth programs. So I've always been you know, when we're not at the high school playing, we're at the youth practice helping the kids out and coaching and stuff like that. So coaching was always something I liked to do. Um, as far as my history goes, I mean, I've played all levels of football. Um, I've been paid to do it. I've paid to do it, you know. So it, it, it's the passion has always been there. Football, for me, has always been more than a game. It's definitely a lifestyle. Um, you know, it, it, it's the coaching aspect and everything, it just kind of went hand in hand, I guess, you know, because even when I played, I kind of, 
I kind of was one of the one of the captains most of the time. I was that vocal leader. I kind of found myself coaching while playing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you know when when the body tells you it's time to hang it up, you know it, it's you still have to do something. Like you you any true football player will tell you that there's nothing sadder than the day you take the cleats off. You know, right. and you have to you have to find something to fill that void, especially if, if football's been your lifestyle since you were a kid. I mean, you take football out of your life, you're missing a healthy chunk, you know, and watching it on Saturdays or Sundays or Thursdays doesn't doesn't quite quench that thirst, you know. So the coaching for me went hand in hand. It it was it was an easy step over and to be honest with you, my my draw towards the women is I don't deal with many egos. Most of the women that come out want to learn. They want to get better. They want to be successful. They want to be a great player. So it 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 makes it easy versus taking taking and coaching a semi pro team or or a higher level team. It, it it brings different challenges, but I'd much rather deal with the women challenges than the men challenges for sure. The commitment I've been told, coach, for the ladies is a lot stronger than you would for any you know, for the male part of it because I think a lot of them have, like you said, multiple responsibilities and they have to juggle so many things in general. Um, so I got a lot of coaches that say, you know, their IQ is at a higher level. They, they don't want to make the mistakes, you know. And on top of that, you know, they're they're kind of rigid to certain scheduling and their commitments are very loyal. So, um, you know, you get that – you get those players that really want to be on that team, they really show up to be on that team, right, because it's kind of like a commitment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, commitment commitment is one thing and time is another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as far as commitment goes, commitment is not a problem. Where the problem comes in at with a lot, at least from my experience, I can't speak on everybody else's, but where a lot of the commitment stuff comes in is, you know, we're dealing with grown women, some of which are single mothers, some of which have multiple kids and the husband or wife works, the opposite shift. So you have to, you have to find that calm balance. You know, so it, it's the commitment is always there. I mean, anybody that goes out there and puts themselves through a whole bunch of minor car accidents for an hour and pays to do it, you definitely have to be committed. You know, mm-hmm. so the commitment part, my opinion, doesn't lack. We don't deal with with the men, even me playing semi-pro before I hung the cleats up. You get guys who know it all. You know, you can't tell them nothing, you know. Uh, they, 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 they're the best thing in the world. And it's like, if you were, you would be paid to do so, but you're not. So therefore you're missing something with the women you don't deal with that. You know, you don't deal with, I don't have as much of the me, me, me as you tend to have with the men's team. Right. That makes sense. I mean, cause you, like you said, they're self-absorbed themselves into a big time ego. And, and sometimes they think they're just, you know, the next best thing to slice cheese, but it's not, it's not the case. Um, there's just some bigger dogs out there. Um, coach, uh, I'm going to be talking to Shay Winfrey uh, next week here. She's coming in here to kind of give us a perspective on the game as well. So you got to see uh, Shay Winfrey live. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on, on her? Um, I'm not one to judge or critique a player at all. Not my job, not my situation at all. Um, 
I can say that she's definitely a ball player, and she's got ball players around her. Um, she definitely, she's definitely an asset to any team. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But to speak on what I genuinely feel about her as a player wouldn't be a fair assumption because I haven't seen enough football to even cast that judgment. You know what I mean? Sure. She played, she played a good game against us, and she mm-hmm. looked good on the field. You know, I mean, she's definitely head and shoulders above a lot of a lot of other players that I've seen along the way. But, you know, to each his own. I mean, she's definitely a ball player. I don't want to seem like I'm taking anything away from her at all. I'm just not one to really post judgment on somebody, you know. I mean, she definitely lives up to the hype. I mean, but I've heard about her strong, solid quarterback, good fundamentals. I've seen all of that. Yeah. Uh, Coach, what were your playmakers? Give a shout-out to some of the key playmakers on your team uh, in this game. I mean, you got your QB. You have, we talked about running backs. We talked about the tight ends. Lexi uh, mentioned some names last week when we spoke. So, uh, which which of these players stood out on this game? I mean, if you had to like, you know, shout out a couple players. I mean, if I'm gonna shout out anybody, of course, it'll always be the whole unit. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll always right. shout out the whole team. Um, right. If there's any kudos that that's given to any individual specifically, the only individual that I would even dare to single out would be that defense hats off. I mean, our defense played their asses off. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, offensively we struggled, but again, that's coming from playing against a tough defense. You know what I mean? It, it's, I was trying to explain to a few of my players. It was literally my personal opinion. People might feel different, but you know, it's a good thing. It's my opinion is we, we kind of played against ourselves. And, and I, I'm not meaning that in the cliche way of, oh, you beat yourself. No, no, no. I literally feel like it was our defense going against our offense. I felt like their playmakers were in the same positions as our playmakers. I feel mm-hmm. it was literally like running a full-speed padded practice down to the way the game went. I mean, it, it was just – it was an amazing show of football, man. It, it, was, it was really good football being played, really good. And that's impressive, Coach. You see that on the field. Your team is really well coached, well, well done. You get the opposite on the other side. I mean, uh, when you stand back as a fan, you sit there in the tight games, right? People like the high scoring and stuff. But overall, like you said, you know, two good defenses uh, forcing two offenses to really, you know, push up, put them points up. And those points were obviously hard to put up because they're just, yeah. you know, 14 to 8 is a close game. Yeah, I mean, both teams, I mean – the final score, honestly, tells a different story. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, technically, I mean, if you didn't get six points for the touchdown in overtime, the score should have been eight to nine because they literally made one play more than we did. Right, right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So that game is even a lot closer than a 14-6 score. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, 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 it's a, a loss is a loss is a loss. But my personal opinion – from a coaching standpoint, my experience of the day, it's so much better to play games like that to where I knew the whole game. I had no idea who was going to win. And I'm pretty sure, judging by how excited they were when Leilani caught that pass in the end zone, they weren't sure that they were going to win. So that, to me, is so much better and so much of a better experience than not not to put shade on the other teams that we played before, but to beat somebody by a whole bunch of points to nothing doesn't compare to 
a real dog fight, you know, where you literally have to scratch and, 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 and claw for every inch that we got both sides of the ball. You know, I mean, there's no substitute for that. Coach Jones, I mean, this is, it sounded like such a great game. I hope somebody got it on film because I'm like, I, I'm just going to watch it. Film. You know what I mean? Yes, you do. Oh, yes, my God. Waiting Bless on, your heart. I'm waiting say. on the Bless link. Bless your heart. Yes. <clears throat> so I do have film. I'm waiting on the link. Now, the film, I can't guarantee you it's going to be up to the usual game film standard because of the circumstances oh, right. with the COVID stuff and the school. We had to move to the park and all of that. So we literally sure. had. We had our camera woman standing on top of the team bus to get a decent view, but she was then stuck at the back of one end zone. So it should be enough to see the game, you know, but it won't be your typical situation. Well, I mean, but I, know, the highlights, I think the highlights is all we want. We want the, we want the sports center reels, right? That's all we want. We oh, want yeah. some action. Oh, yeah. So that's oh, yeah. great. I, uh, you. I'm glad you're working on that because that's what yeah, we wanted. We really wanted to see that. And this is, sounds like a classic. I mean, it sounds like a really good matchup, a very competitive matchup. Um, I And then uh, last night I'm just, you know, texting everybody back and forth. I was texting you and I was texting Lexi and a couple players from the Ravens. And then lo and behold, somebody says, oh, well, Mr. Marshall, Mr. Marshall didn't even play in the game. And I'm like, what? Oh, what? I'm like, okay. That, 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 I mean, like, I, you know, I was, that shocked me. But obviously she had other things to do. She was already – pre-planned something before that or whatever. But anyways, it, yeah. it literally turned out better than expected, in other words. Yeah, it, it was definitely – I mean, both teams, we can – I mean, we can both point fingers. I mean, literally, one of our top receivers and everything else and our our safety didn't play in the game either. You know what I mean? We, right. Us coaches knew that we were coming into the game a little underhanded. You know what I mean? We both knew we were going to be missing a few of our top players between the two teams. But that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? Like I told you before when we spoke, like, the, the, the names and stuff is cool. You know what I mean? But the girls have to play football, you know? And, and mm-hmm. when it comes down to it and the whistle blows, you know, you, you, your name at that point doesn't matter. It's a play-by-play basis, you know? And they, they have solid players over there. I'm not taking nothing from anybody over there any way, shape, or form. But it, it was it was a good game, you know what I mean. It, it was it was bigger than your Leilani's. It was bigger than Lex. It was you know what I mean. Sure. Like there, it was sure. it, all the anticipation, all the build up, all the everything. It spilled out onto the field and gave my opinion. Anybody that was there that seen the game live, I mean, it gave you everything that you can ask for in a football game. Mm-hmm. Wow, Coach, you know, I mean, you're, just, you're giving me chills already. Can't wait to see the game film. Can't wait to see the highlights. Uh, I mean, that was awesome. And, you know, hats off to you and your staff. And t- shout out to everybody on the, on your roster that um, made this such a competitive game. And then shout out to the uh, Austin Ravens as well for, you know, uh, making it entertaining uh, on, on both sides of the ball. So, um, yeah, you were, the, you were the only thing on the planet. Just make sure you understand how big this game was. You are the only thing on the planet in terms of football, besides that one Swedish game in Sweden. So, you know, shout out to you. Appreciate it, man. But it's not a big deal, bro. It's just a football game getting played with some people doing what they love. Yeah, for us, it's a big deal, Coach. Us fans, (laughs) uh, we were craving football, you know what I mean? So it's like, if on the women's side. 
And uh, you came yeah, through for us. Good. Really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, like I said, shout out to your all your players for playing such a competitive matchup, and then um, you know, staying toe to toe and just giving us a great game. And uh, looking forward to those highlights. So, are we coming out tomorrow or Wednesday midweek, or what? Do we, how are we planning this out for uh, you know, showcasing it to the world? I'm waiting on the link. The way I'll do it, I literally, I'll get the link. I share the link to my team page. I share the link to the other team that we played, and then they do their thing with it. So is it, is so, it a is watch game film? Is it watch game film type mentality too, or with cuts and edits? Is that what, you, is that what you're doing with the video? No, I literally, I'll just, I'll just put the raw film out. Whatever you get, no, when no, I put no, the no. film out, Everybody else will chop it and, and do all of their stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, crop it or whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I'll just release raw film. I mean, if you if sure. you get any gameplay from me, it's going to be three and a half hours long, and you're going to have to fast forward through timeouts and everything. Else. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. So you're going to have to just yeah do the the matchup and the editing and the and the passing. All right. Um, so, go. coach, anything else uh, from the game that you know? Any bets? We talked about bets. Did you get your? Did you? Somebody get donuts or yeah. anybody get donuts? We'll just, we'll just say he got his donuts. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man of my word, and he got his donuts on the 50 yard line. I'll say so, that. You just had to be there to see them. Awesome. Um, yeah. So you know, just a great game. Uh, really excited. All our fans were in there. We, we were expecting the live stream, and then when I figured out the live stream wasn't going to happen, no big deal. And then we're kind of scrambling to see if, you know, anybody's going to give us some sort of final score um, and things right. like that. You know, we get, we get a little, we get a little itchy of <laughs> for data information. So we're so impatient. Be, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I when we saw I'll the score reason. at halftime, it was like eight zero. And we're like, okay, this is a good game, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and I mean, even then boss, like the eight zero, like it, it doesn't tell the story of what was there. You know what I mean? Like right, right, right. The eight, the eight points came from a touchdown they scored early and then a snap that went over the head on punt that went out the back of the end zone. That gave them eight. So, like, there was – there's a lot more to it. There, there's a lot more to the game. I'll tell you, the people that were there that seen it in person got a real treat as far as women's football goes. And, 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 and as a coach, there's no ill will. I'm not – I'm not mad about anything besides the fact that we didn't get the win. Other than that, plus, it was everything that I could have asked for. It was a dog fight. And, and like I told you before, it's always good to play teams when they pop back. You know, when it, when you got a oh, team yeah. that's going to fight back with you, it, it's a win-win, you know. And then for the cross-league play and then for the relationship that seems like might be built between the Trojans and the Ravens for future gigs and future games in the future, you know, it's it, there's no way you can take anything more than the loss on the on the internet. Other than that, it was a no, win I mean, all the way around. It was a great matchup, from what I hear from everybody, even some of the players on social media speaking about it, and you know, and everything else. So, shout out to you, Coach Devin Jones, for doing an amazing job of setting that up and getting getting the, the feel there to spotlight some of the most talented athletes in this country and uh, on both sides, from Texas and Nevada. So. I mean, uh, shout out to all the rosters, to the girls out there that participated in the game, and uh, to all the both coaching staffs. Fantastic job! So I really appreciate you making the time. I know you're busy and everything, and uh, really, really wanted to bring you on to kind of just give us a recap of what happened in the game. And looking forward to that game film. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for all the attention. Thank you for all of that. We definitely do appreciate it. 
thanks for bringing us on the podcast. And, you know, hope to see you in the future, man. You know, I, I, I hope y'all still love us when everybody else is playing football. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Um, we're, we're all over it. I mean, we can't not love you. I mean, you guys have done a great job, great program. You guys have done tremendous, like you said, with a lot of sacrifice and, and putting together some real bringing, you know, talented athletes to another level. So, you know, shout out to you as well for that commitment. And I'm pretty sure all your players really appreciate what you've done. Uh, we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you very much. And thanks for the showcase, bro. We do appreciate it more than you know it. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. We're going to take a little break, and you guys will hear some news here in a little while. Might excite you guys a little right. bit, but that'll be the only snippet I put out. All right, Coach Devin Jones, thank you again. Appreciate it. Stay uh, stay safe, COVID-free, and uh, we're looking forward to that the game field matchup and uh, the cuts. They're going to be displayed because everybody's going to be anticipating that. So thank you again for a great uh, recap of the game. No problem. You have yourself a great one, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, there you go. Uh, Sin City Trojans coach uh, Devin Jones giving us a breakdown of what happened this past weekend between the ATX Ravens taking on the Sin City Trojans and a really awesome matchup. And we're going to get the uh, links, as he said before, game film highlights coming up from the IWFA as well as the Sin City Trojans Facebook page and IG pages. So uh, looking forward to seeing our girl, Lexi DeMeo, in action. Uh, no joke football athlete there. So uh, it's going to be great uh, to see it live and to see what the excitement was all about. And uh, uh, the Ravens do prevail 14-8 in overtime. But uh, like he said, you know, great defensive game on both sides. And it, it was an exciting, exciting weekend of women's tackle football between this matchup here and the one in Sweden on opening weekend, which was the Carlsbad Crusaders with Sydney Green and uh, Gabby Knobs. Uh, there was a great weekend of women's tackle football. And if you missed it all, you are not at the hub. So don't forget, you go to the hub. You go to the hub now at facebook.com for slash Grand Beauties. You know everything that's happening in women's tackle football. Go to our Twitter feed at Gridiron Beauty. You can go to our IG page at Gridiron Beauties. Uh, the best network on the planet, and I can say that with very proudly, the best network on the planet is at the hub, and the, uh, the, the network is the best on the planet. Uh, thanks. Shout out to everybody that co- uh, collaborates with us, brings us notes, links, still photos and everything that's happening in women's American tackle football worldwide. So we really, really, really appreciate it. So uh, check us out at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. All right, guys. Um, I think we, the only other matchup that I got to uh, really get, get you guys dive into is this weekend. And we talked about it at the top of the hour and it is game week Maple league championship in Finland, the best of the best Helsinki, trying to bend their championship against Tampere Saints. Tampere gave them their first loss of the regular season on August 15th, week four, 14 to zero. And it is, can the Saints upset Wolverines in the biggest moment in their history, or will the Wolverines redeem themselves from that regular season loss and take another championship? So really exciting weekend this weekend, and we're going to get it coverage, stream, live, from American Football International. AFI is going to do it. So don't miss it. You'll get the link at the hub 
at facebook.com forward slash On top of that, you also get Division One in Finland, the finals, Division One in Finland, and that will be the bouncers taking on the Eagles, the Kotka Eagles against the Maleki Bouncers. Bouncers as well looking for a repeat championship. And so the Eagles got blasted 42 to zero in their first in their in season matchup week three. Um, so this is going to be a, an opportunity for Kotka uh, uh, Eagles to really stand out and put some sort of game plan against the bouncers. The bouncers, I don't believe at this point, going to let up. They have been really good all season. Not one game that they're going to want to lose. So it's uh, the Eagles have to muster some sort of competitive edge here or stay close to even overtaking the bouncers. But uh, it's a big, big, big squad in um, McKelly. They're really, really beefy up front. They got a lot of, a lot of good talented athletes on that squad. So um, you'll get the game preview from uh, SIJL Division One as it gets posted up this week. By the end of the week, you're also going to get the preview, obviously, for the matchup coming up against the Maple League. So, and then we got Week Two in uh, Sweden, and that's going to be, uh, I believe, it's Orbel Black Knights coming off that loss, 39 to two, against Carlbet. Uh, Crusaders. They're going to take on um, the Orlando Jets. So we're looking forward to that matchup as well. So check it out. Everything at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And then before we get out of here, want to make sure you guys understand we got one more day of our big sale at zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Check it out on our IG page at uh, No Joke Football, our Facebook page at No Joke Football. Um, and then you can get basically a shirt 15% off. Use Zazzle Thanks for the shirt. And you can get 50% off any mug. So you buy the shirt, percent off. So check it out there. And if you missed our sale, go to our IG page or our No Joke Football uh, page, uh, zazzle.com forward slash grid iron beauties. All right, guys, I want to thank Devin, uh, Coach Devin Jones coming in here. Give us the lowdown on the recap of the Sin City Trojans versus the ATX Ravens next week. Really excited to bring in Tashay Winfrey, the winning QB of this matchup and she'll be here next Tuesday at 3:37. So, uh for the absent Nate Ward, Holly Custis and Mackenzie Brooks, Oscar Lopez here catch you next week for episode 337 of the Gridiron Blitz. Have a great night everybody. <laughs>